Live to tape. Welcome to Millennial Season 2, Episode 10. I'm Andrew. I'm Elisa. I'm Laura. And I am Matt. Awesome. Yay! <laughs> you know, sometimes I think our podcast is out of this world. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh. 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 How do we go? I asked Elisa to intro it, and silence. I'm sorry. I thought <laughs> had something else to offer. Other well, than guys, a daylight savings thing happened. No, oh, I- Lord, don't remind me. In seriousness, though, as the music was playing, I was cracking up laughing because I realized that Scott Kelly got back from space like a week ago. But (laughs) (laughs) anyway, I wanted to talk about it regardless because I just think it's awesome. Astronaut Scott Kelly just broke a record for longest mission in space. He was there for a full calendar year. And the entire thing was just an effort on NASA's part to test how the human body reacts to being in space for that long because they're prepping for a mars mission like legitimately now Mm -hmm. so i just thought it was really cool i don't know if you guys watched any of like the coverage of him returning to earth and all of that but it was it was awesome yeah it was it was really inspiring seeing the reunion with the family is always really nice to watch um and watching his body yeah used to earth again is pretty crazy too (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, it was so he actually uh, he came back to Earth almost four inches taller than oh, when what? Yeah, yeah. See, this is amazing. This is this would be the sole reason why I would want to be an an astronaut. It was significant, and the reason is because when you're in space and you have no gravity, the fluid in between your your spinal discs you know swells and mm-hmm. contracts and it lets you know you're, you don't have gravity weighing you down effectively it makes sense and, it's only so, temporary though that sucks yeah it's, it's only like temporary fucking interstellar shit right here like jesus no it's great though like i'm 511 and then if i were to go in space and come back 61 yeah, like fuck yeah i'll join the mission space program yeah your dick would come back at least half an inch longer too that's what so i'm wondering it would be like half an inch <laughs> no, I think it would be actually smaller because there's no gravity pulling it down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But he actually, but there's other, there are more things than just that. What's cool about Scott Kelly, though, is that he has a twin. Yeah. Um, and, oh, yeah. and that was one of the neat things about this whole experiment is that they, NASA could kind of see how Scott um, grew and... Um, compared to his twin to see like okay where are the differences what is space ha- what kind of effect is space having on us that we wouldn't be able to measure otherwise if we didn't have an exact fucking clone of you yeah. also on earth so i don't know i'm kind of glad you bring this up because i've i've i always thought it was his twin who was going up in space be- but it was confusing me because i kept seeing him the twin brother with gabby giffords his right. wife. So I was like, wow, he gets around a lot. Like he's doing these events with Gabby and he's going up to space and he's coming back again. <laughs> like, Jesus, he gets around. Yeah. So yeah. for those who don't know, Gabby Giffords was a congresswoman who was who was shot um I don't know, a few years ago at this point. Two thousand eleven, yeah. It's been a while. She's a fucking badass, by the way. Oh gosh, so inspiring. She's a baller. Mm-hmm. Send her to Mars. Fucking yeah. 
kick that planet's ass. There were some fun articles, I think, like <laughs> on The Onion and elsewhere that noted um, that once Scott Kelly got back to space and heard about the presidential election, he decided to go back up. Leave Earth again. <laughs> Fuck this. Wouldn't blame him. I'm, I'm out, America. Would you guys go? Would you volunteer for a mission to Mars, though, in seriousness? No. Not to be the first. No. I don't have the guts to do that. That's it fine. depends. I mean, if somebody came to me and they were like, we're going to pay for everything, then yeah. Like, why the fuck not? No, well, they're not going to send me. I'm not smart enough for that. Yeah, day. see, that would be the reason why I wouldn't go. If, like, if someone approached me saying, we want you to be one of the first people on Mars, I'd be like, no, you guys are not qualified. Why are you asking me to join you? You mean you wouldn't know how to grow potatoes out of your own shit? Is that no, what you're saying? well, <laughs> not that big, no. Because I saw that movie, and I don't <laughs> think that's how the story really ends. If, if, if my ass is up there, the story ends on soul day two. That is a short myself. Day. <laughs> well, as exciting as it is to talk about growing potatoes out of your shit, we want to talk about something that is slightly less exciting, but still pretty exciting. We just wanted to remind everybody that the pre-order period for t-shirts ends on March 23rd. And while we definitely do have intentions of printing more shirts in the future, we're not entirely sure when that will be. Also, we wanted to mention that we're not just printing shirts to print shirts, but rather we're trying to get the word out about our show in as many ways as possible. So this is a really, really good way to support the show. We actually also have plans for raffles and giveaways specifically for people sporting the millennial shirts in the next few months. So definitely something to look forward to in addition to getting your shirt in the mail next month. If you haven't seen the shirts yet, you can head on over to millennialshow.com and we will also provide a direct link to the shirt page in the show notes for you they look great and a quick reminder for our patrons um the last day to vote for which movie commentary we do is on march 17th so vote as soon as possible if you haven't already it's looking right now like it's either going to be titanic or the lord of the rings the fellowship of the ring so please vote because again the deadline is march 17th and it's not too late if you want to sign up for patron patreon.com slash millennial you can hop in (laughs) And um, vote, and then you can listen to our commentary Man. in a few weeks. Your vote matters. You guys picked the longest movies for us to watch. You well, picked three-plus-hour movies. We want to give people their money's worth, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. And we're also going to release it as the show that week, so we're killing two birds <laughs> in one stone. We're going to talk no, we're about the latest political news during the boring parts. Yeah. <laughs> Never when Jack it. and Rose are in the back of the car, we're going to talk about Ted Cruz. No, so have your trash can ready so you can like vomit into it. Transportation policy. Mm. That's what we'll talk about. Immigration. It'll be really exciting, guys. <laughs> it's time now for some listener feedback. Laura, would you like to read yeah. the first one? So last week, y'all might remember that we talked about the future of liberalism. And we briefly touched on the topic of the newly formed Student Assembly of Power and Liberation at Western Washington University. My God, that's a mouthful, Um, which is demanding a minimum of $100,000 in funding to be allocated in the name of the College of Power and Liberation, which would, quote, make WWU a national leader in the development of academic programs that are committed to social justice. Well, we actually heard from a student at WWU last week who wrote in to explain a little bit more about the cause and to critique some of the points that we made on the show. So they write... 
This group is responding to the events in the fall here, where Black students were targeted on Yik Yak with racialized threats and death threats. Although campus was closed for a day, our president, Bruce Shepard, declared that general campus safety was not threatened and that canceling classes was a precautionary move. This was a clear message that Black students are not part of general campus safety and anonymous death threats towards students is not worthy of large action. The unsatisfactory response, in addition to other historical and institutional violence experienced by marginalized students, led to the formation of this group to demand the university what it promises to students. Now, Elisa, I know you and I expressed some really strong opinions about this last week. We both at some point referred to it as authoritarian, particularly the proposed three strikes policy against professors who aren't creating safe spaces in their classrooms. Now, I've been in correspondence with the student over the last few days. And while I'm still not in agreement with the solutions proposed by the assembly, I can certainly see that they are reacting to something very disturbing and very real. So I just wanted to get your thoughts after having learned a little bit more about this. I agree that having, I mean, this is a great example of where context is very important and where I certainly didn't have all the context. And this was very helpful and enlightening to know. Um, I'm, I think that I who whoever wrote this in was gave a very thoughtful reply and thank you for not lambasting us and actually just informing us on the issue. Um, that being said, I, I still wonder though if if the issue here is that there were threats being made against Black students, which is obviously reprehensible and deserving of widespread action, then why? are the policies being demanded not directly related to campus safety and that particular issue? Mm-hmm. So it seems to me like there's a lot of, a lot of demands here. It's not just one or two. When I saw online, there was a, a small laundry list of demands uh, and none, not all of them. Most of them did not relate in any way to recognizing minority student safety as a priority. It was more about, um, agenda setting and recognizing social justice in the curricula and in the classroom and et cetera. Now, I'm not saying those things aren't important. I'm saying that I'm not seeing how the cause of you know, what sparked it, what triggered it is necessarily related to the solutions. And I do still think that there's something to be said for, um, I guess, more, I don't want to say, I don't want to say realistic, but maybe realistic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Demands. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say that our student contact has provided additional information and context. However, I have not gotten permission from this person yet to share all of that information. So what I shared here was a very brief summary of what they initially communicated to us. And as we learn a little bit more, um, we'll definitely talk about it. But we're not all about getting people in trouble here. And I understand that this is a a delicate situation at the school right now. And we definitely don't want to put anybody in a bad position. So we really, really appreciate this person reaching out to us. Um, But we are actually going to have a larger discussion about this in today's episode of After Dark, where we will be talking about the notion of PC culture on college campuses, Mm -hmm. and to what extent we believe it's a thing that really exists. So definitely tune in for that. It should be really interesting. The last thing I want to say on this note is that I think it's very important not to misconstrue criticism as a lack of support for something. I think that that's the thing that troubles me sometimes about some of the social justice movements. I completely 
200% agree with the problem that they're identifying. But I do have legitimate criticisms and valid concerns about some of the prescriptions for the problems. And that doesn't make me a bad ally. That doesn't make me right or wrong. Because the, the social justice movements, let's be clear, they are inherently criticisms themselves. They're criticizing the country. They're criticizing society at large. Mm -hmm. So are we saying that you don't love America, that you're a bad American if you criticize the country? Of course not. The reason you're criticizing the United States and our society is because you care about it and because you love it. You're not a bad American. You're a great one. Likewise, when I criticize certain movements, that doesn't make me a bad ally. That doesn't mean that I don't agree with the problem. It means I care enough to want it to succeed. Beautiful. Mm. And on that note, <laughs> oh, here we on go. that note, this is where I can really let my uh, anger fly. This installment of Hidden from the Headlines is brought to you by Fuck You, Pakistan, a powerful Pakistani religious body that advises the government on the compatibility of laws with Islam has just declared a new law that criminalizes violence against women to be, quote, un-Islamic. The Women's Protection Act, passed by Pakistan's largest province of Punjab last week, would have given unprecedented legal protection to women from domestic and sexual violence. It also called for the creation of a toll-free abuse reporting hotline and the establishment of women's shelters. But since its passage... In the Punjab Assembly, many conservative clerics and religious leaders have denounced the law as being in conflict with the Quran. The Council of Islamic Ideology is known for its controversial decisions, and this is the one that has spoken out against the law. This council in the past has supported a law that requires women alleging rape to get four male witnesses to testify in court before their case is even heard. I'm going to butcher this name, but Fazlur Rimon, the chief of one of Pakistan's largest religious parties, said this new law protecting women against violence, quote, makes a man insecure and is an attempt to make Pakistan a Western colony. If he, this is my first thought, is if he is equating Western society with protecting women or people in general, then thank you. I guess that's a great compliment to equate us with with protecting women. Um, I don't even I mean, this story just writes its fucking self. I mean, this is horrible, obviously. What is wrong with these people? Yeah, I'd be interested to learn more about why a council like this has so much authority like like the history that led up to it apparently this council um that advises on laws has only been in existence for about 54 years so this isn't something that's been around since the dawn of the country or even for you know more than generation or two i'd be interested to know how it rose to power and why it even fucking exists so like here's my question so a woman alleging rape has to get four male witnesses to testify on her behalf right but how so do, like, how do they, they testify? Like, what what kind of leverage do they have? Oh, yeah, she she was definitely raped. I was there. Exactly. Like, okay, we either watched it or we participated. So, yeah, she totally got raped. Well, like, What the be, fuck is that? It would be like an orgy if the guys are there. And then 
I mean, if they're all participating in the orgy, I don't think they want to go and testify. So it seems like it'd be impossible to convict any of these people. But is there any other like establishment that can fight this? Because it seems like ne- like there's no way of fighting it now. It's it's just been it's just been turned down, and that's it. I don't know. I don't. I don't know Pakistan's legal structure well enough to say what the ramifications of this will be, other than to know that it won't be good, and that this law. I mean, it was already passed. Let's be clear: the law was passed, and so there was a large swath of support for this women's protection law. Um, and they're sort of negating that. It's incredibly, apart from being monstrous, it's also very undemocratic. But. That's Pakistan for you, I guess. This but is another point I wanted to raise. I'm sorry, go ahead, Matt. Oh no, I was no, go ahead. I think you're going to say the same thing. The other point I wanted to raise is that Pakistan is a major US ally. Mm-hmm. So, let's not forget that the United States rubs this country's back all the time. In the past 10 years alone, the United States has given over 20 billion with a b 20 billion dollars to Pakistan and US military aid alone doesn't count other forms of aid but like you know guns and tanks and the means to oppress people 20 billion dollars is what we've given them in the past decade so you know again this kind of goes back in a way to criticizing one's own country i love the united states i feel very blessed to have been born here but I don't have any trouble seeing why this would be seen as hypocritical to the rest of the world. Okay, so it's time for quick fire news. Quick fire news. So, Laura, do you have your iPhone timer ready? Always. Okay, good. Good. Uh-uh, honey. So, here we go. Uh, first story, entertainment related. Uh, We all like going to the movies. We all like streaming television at home. And now it's starting to look like they, the two, are going to merge, which could be a big change in the industry. Um, A new streaming service that would let you stream brand new movies from home is now being backed by Steven Spielberg, Peter Jackson, J.J. Abrams, Ron Howard, and a bunch of other Hollywood big bigwigs. Um, this new company will offer new movies in the home for $50 at the same time as they open in theaters. Uh, it would charge $150 for access to the anti-piracy equipped set-top box that transmit the film. So in other words, it's like the video game system you need to play the video games. Um, and customers will have 48 hours to watch the movie. You will also, this is weird slash interesting, um... Get two free tickets to see the movie that you pay for to watch at home at the theater, which is a way to convince movie theater chains to get on board with this idea. Of course, movie theater chains are not into this idea because it means less people will probably be going to the theaters. But with big Hollywood producers and directors backing this, it it looks like this may be the future. Uh, I I see. I don't know if. If it's actually the future or it's Hollywood's way of trying to still get people to want to watch their movies because the whole Netflix generation is making more people tune into television and streaming services. 
because they can do it from the comfort of their own home. Yeah, if exactly. You were, right. If you were able to see Fantastic Beasts this November without having to leave. Well, I mean, that's not the best example because people are going to go to the theaters. But the point is, you 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 watch Netflix for the convenience. Um, this would be the same case here. I don't know if it's just for the convenience, though. I mean, for fifty bucks, like I'm not going to buy a movie unless I'm watching it with a group of people. That's and, the thing. and it has to be a big group of people, by the way. Yeah, to yeah. Step that like cost. I don't, I don't know if I have enough friends for that. <laughs> See, yeah, I was thinking maybe like if you if you invite over three or four people, like I wouldn't want to split this between two people. Twenty five dollars is a lot. It's cheaper to go mm-hmm. to the theater, which seems a bit ridiculous. But you know, laying on the couch, you don't have to leave your dog. Um, you can drink. I, I think, I think, I think it's a, I think it's a cool idea. Mm-hmm. So, Laura, it sounds like you wouldn't do this. Because you don't have well, friends. Well, I, I don't understand when you say you can drink. I, it's never stopped me in regular theaters. <laughs> yeah. Um, convenience, uh, I, I guess. I just, I, I just see, though, like, paying, wanting to pay 50 bucks to see a movie that's out in theaters. I'd much rather just see it in a movie theater for, like, a fourth of the, of the amount. All right, shut the fuck up. It's time. Uh! <laughs> I love it. I love that timer. All right. For our next story, on Friday, the Trump campaign canceled a rally in Chicago due to fears which arose about the event's continued safety, namely because a bunch of fights broke out between protesters and supporters. The Donald, seemingly unaware of how the First Amendment works, accused the protesters of infringing on his right to free speech. Furthermore, he proceeded to blame Bernie Sanders for this, claiming that the protesters were Bernie supporters. He then threatened to send some of his protesters to interrupt Sanders' events. But what's really scary about this to me is that the parallels to the rise of the Third Reich are really racking up. And when we said this was no longer funny a couple of episodes ago, we weren't kidding. This is really concerning, you guys. I mean... It looks like we're going to start seeing a lot more violence being incited as a result of this schism that the Republican Party is experiencing right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Bernie responded to Trump, by the way. He said, come on over. I'll show you what the truth looks like. Yeah, it was really good. (laughs) It's going to be scary. It's it's going to be scary to see how these Trump rallies progress. Mm -hmm. Um, I I I I think one of these are going to end up ending really badly and i feel like yep. trump knows it too because the day or two mm-hmm. after this this protest in chicago happened some guy jumped a fence at one of trump's other events secret 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 service surrounds trump trump like turns into a, a total uh what word can i say that won't offend any i don't have anything he, get, <laughs> he gets really scared and and uh it was pretty entertaining to watch you could tell he got spooked No, what's really concerning about this to me is that in the last three cities that he's had problems in, I think, well, Chicago, Cleveland, and then what was the third city? Does anybody remember? He's been having some issues with potential violence. Well, at any rate, these are cities that are known not to be friendly to his cause, and yet he's scheduling events there anyway. Was it St. Louis? Yes. So what that tells me is that his campaign is trying to incite violence deliberately so that they can further their message that we need this great big leader who is going to fix everything. Yeah. And, and, and that shit fucking stinks of Nazi Germany. 
And I don't say that lightly. I find that comparison really annoying normally when people compared Bush to, to Hitler. I was like, no, fuck you. You don't even have any idea. Bush is fucking Gandhi compared yes. to this guy. Trump I mean, is Hitler 2.0. It's, yeah, it's, it's, you know what's scary though? It's not even Trump. It's not, it's not Trump that's frightening. It's his followers. Trump yeah. would be nothing. He'd be nothing without the people who follow him. What concerns me most about this campaign is the fact that it's a fucking campaign. The fact that we're all talking about it and that's legit. I know. All right. Shut up. All right. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you shut up. All right. Well, we're going to move on. So, well, it hasn't just been a bad week for Republicans, though. So Hillary Clinton caused a little controversy this week at Nancy Reagan's funeral. Uh, she said during an interview on MSNBC, she said, it may be harder for your viewers to remember how difficult it was for people to talk about HIV AIDS back in the 80s. And because of both presidents or both President and Mrs. Reagan, in particular Mrs. Reagan, we started a national conversation when before nobody would talk about it, nobody wanted to do anything about it. And I'm I'm sure you guys all know that this is completely wrong. Uh We've found through reviews and documents that the Reagan administration actually didn't care much about HIV AIDS at all years until before the epi- uh, during the epidemic. I mean, Reagan didn't even publicize publicly say the word AIDS until 1985, and he didn't even address the nation about it until 1987. And uh, Hillary Clinton was quickly uh, 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 she was quickly uh, responded with a statement later in the day saying, well, while while the Reagans were strong activists for stem cell research and finding a cure for Alzheimer's disease, I misspoke about their record on HIV and AIDS. For that, I am sorry. Too late. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I'm sorry. I think we should provide a little context as to why anyone gives a shit. Because if she had misspoken on any number of things, it wouldn't have been a controversy. The reason it was controversial is because the theory, the the conventional wisdom is that the reason that the Reagans didn't talk about AIDS for so long is because they were kind of homophobic and no mm-hmm. one no one wanted to talk about the no one in politics wanted to talk about AIDS and be seen as a friend of the gay community. That right. was that was still back then so taboo that to address the AIDS epidemic would have looked mm-hmm. like you know, being civil towards homosexuals, and God forbid that. Well, and also, let's just be honest. Hillary Clinton was not a child in the 1980s. She was very much an adult, and I'm presuming not living under a rock at that point. So she had to know. Well, you know, even back in the... Why the fuck would you say that? Come on, lady. Well, there is something... There's something about this, though. Back in the 80s, it wasn't just the Republican Party that was... like didn't want to touch uh, the HIV/AIDS uh, topic. Like both the Democratic and Republican uh, parties did not even want to touch the the whole plight of the HIV/AIDS. Even the whole the whole LGBT community, they 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 just didn't want to discuss it. It wasn't a topic that they neither party was interested in. And I think looking back at it, well, that's how she sees the the same as the Reagans did. Like it's kind of. It's just a different – it was a different party back in the 80s than it is today. Part of me but I just her. think she didn't fact check. Yeah. Uh, part of me excuses her because, you know, mistakes happen. But it's also like that's a big thing to say, especially I, at their funeral. This is why I hate yeah. Reagan. 
All right. And for our last story, at South by Southwest last week, President Obama called for tech companies to provide a solution for issues similar to the encryption battle happening between the FBI and Apple currently. He compared making concessions on technology privacy to enduring DUI stops and TSA checkpoints in the name of, quote, security, and cautioned against taking a, quote, absolutist view on the issue. So, President Obama, with all due respect, you can take a fucking seat. (laughs) I just want to say this is another example of the fact that people who don't know what they're talking about in regards to this issue should not get deciding power. Isn't this kind of in line with Obama, though, to, because because of the security measures? Yes, it is. And it's seriously, I would say, like, probably the top thing that pisses me off the most about his administration. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I, you know, if if he's going to call me an absolutist, for saying no fuck you you can't get into my phone then fine i'll be an absolutist but i don't think he truly understands the issues at hand here maybe hillary clinton given her all of her problems with her emails maybe she'll be a little more sympathetic to the rest of us but i think it's ridiculous that the government should be imploring private tech companies to help the government do their job yeah Mm mm-hmm yeah. yeah. Well, I, uh, I'm I'm not a fan. I was very disappointed in Obama because normally he says the cool things. Uh, Tim Cooks did say he was going to meet with Obama a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and that should have happened by now. So I wonder how that went. I guess it didn't go very well. No. Well, Tim, Tim Cook has actually met with Obama several times at this point. Because, of course, before this story got big, the FBI had been pressuring Apple for the last couple of years to do something mm-hmm. like this. And Tim Cook has gone to Washington a number of times and said, no, fuck you. No, fuck you. Which is why, which is, uh, I'm sorry, which which is important context to remember as well, because if this had just come out of left field and was a genuine actual result of the San Bernardino shooting, like the FBI wants us all to think, then maybe we could see their point of view a little bit better. But the fact remains that the FBI had been trying to get Apple to do this for a long, long, long time. And San Bernardino just so happened to provide the the catalyst you know to to give them that out to be able to say oh look look here's a good reason but really they just wanted to be able to do this all along it's just so fucked up how they're using the san bernardino shooting as like the platform for this Mm -hmm. because they've been wanting to do it for so long but that's exactly what they're doing that's a good way of putting it yeah no and like i mentioned a couple episodes ago the justice department is already petitioning apple to open up 12 other phones Mm. Hillary, Hillary, by the way, was asked to comment on this at Nancy Reagan's funeral, and she said that the Reagans have always been at the forefront of iPhone. That was was really moving. Nice tribute to Nancy. Mm -hmm. We actually have one more story today. Uh, Laura, you messed up when you said there was one more. Oh, I did. Oh, sorry. I I skipped. I'm sorry. Yeah, Yeah, you're booted. We're giving you the boot. All right, Tesco. A massive grocery chain based in the UK and actually the second largest retailer in Europe has announced plans to donate all of its unsold food to charity beginning in 2017. Now, to put this into perspective a little bit, in any given year, Tesco throws away roughly 55,000 tons of food, which is enough for 125 million meals. So... I think this is fantastic. It is a we should be doing this. We should yes. absolutely be doing this in the United States. And the reason that 
that that has that perpetuates why we're not is because there's this idea that somehow if you know the food is spoiled and if, if a homeless person gets their hands on it then they're going to sue and it's like a legal nightmare for a potential legal nightmare for grocery chains do you know how many times it's happened none at least not in the united states you think a homeless person has the resources to sue mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. retail chain anyway i just thought this was great it's, you know kudos yeah. to Tesco. I mean, uh, it's not too long ago, France passed a law that for forbidden any any supermarket from throwing away waste, too. And it's just it seems like we're just so far behind on this. Well, there are Dude. some places here, a uh, place one of us used to work at, where at the end of the day, they would donate the leftover bread to homeless kitchen or homeless homeless shelters or something. Oh, you mean when I worked at Panera Bread? Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Didn't that used to happen there. Uh, yeah, it did, but that's, I mean, I'm just saying there are examples. I know it's not everywhere. Yeah, and, and a lot of companies do it, but this is supermarkets. Like, the, like, the, they, they send so much food. Like, 55,000 is what you said, Elisa? 55,000 tons, which is 125 million meals. Like, that can that's feed ridiculous. a couple people. I went to, um, <laughs> feed a- me for a week. I went to a Dunkin' Donuts, kind of in the middle of nowhere here in California, and they had a little sign on the door that said, um, to anyone who can't afford food, stop by our Dunkin' daily at 5 p.m., and we'll give you some stuff. I was like, oh, that's that's sweet. Yeah, Man, I used to work somewhere that made these personal pizzas, and they would basically make the people who worked there throw the pizzas out if they had been under the warmer for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. and hadn't been purchased perfectly good pizzas nothing wrong with them oh, yeah. and anytime we asked we we're like why can't we give these to people they'd be like oh they only cost us 25 cents to make so it's not that big oh, of a yeah. deal to throw them away it's <laughs> like yeah well that's nice they only cost you 25 cents but to somebody this could be dinner well like, with someone you. that well disney does a really uh bad job of that too uh andrew and i used to live with someone who worked at disney and they would, they would not only would they not throw away the leftover like churros and food, they would actually count them, and they would get in trouble if they didn't have the right amount, and then they would throw them away. Oh Lord. Okay, so that is quick fire news. Now we are going to uh, do a little bit of a looser, uh, funner segment. Um, a few weeks ago, we did a segment in which we spoke about words that annoyed us or something like that. And now we're going to do phrases because, you know, sometimes you just you hear certain things on the Internet. I heard something that inspired this segment. I, I As soon as I saw it for the billionth time, I jumped right into the stock and I said, you know what? We're putting a stop to all this. So right here. We, we also asked our listeners to to help. And they came up with a lot of a lot of phrases that we all hear. That's like, OK, so, why? So we could discuss some of them as well. I'm sure we'll have some various feedback but first of all this is a big one i've been seeing lately i I feel like it's been growing over the past year or two i can't breathe well that has well that's a movement isn't it (laughs) yeah i was gonna say is that related to eric garner or is this something else that's what pisses me off this has actually been used in legitimate situations to raise awareness about real problems but people use this phrase when they like can't believe something or 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 what yeah yeah i've never heard that yeah and and i've been so tempted to just reply to these people like 
well, maybe you should start breathing. And because that's like, it's like such a lie. Like it's what they're saying is like, they're like laughing so hard. They just like can't catch their breath or something like that. But it's like, it it, it just comes off so wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Given the context of what those words have meant in the last couple of years, um, I would say that the crying while laughing emoji face is sufficient to fill <laughs> that need. Oh, yeah. So just use that instead. That communicates the same message. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have said that, but I'm like literally laughing so hard that I can't breathe. Right. But I've never texted someone that. Yeah, I see it oh. online a lot. It's it's I think it's exaggerated. Yeah, that's annoying as shit. How about this one, Laura? I feel like uh, this was you, right? You have some patriotic lines. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously things like make America great again and we're number one, all that kind of patriotic bullshit. That's always bothered me ever since I was a little kid. I remember when I was in the fifth grade, we had some kind of field day and we had to pick a country to represent our class. Like, all the other classes picked really awesome, like, Italy and, like, Czechoslovakia, which wasn't a country anymore, but they did it anyway. But then my class voted to be the USA. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, this is so boring. And so they made us walk around chanting, USA, all the way. And I wanted to kill myself. (laughs) Ever since then, I've just, I've had no use for that overly patriotic bullshit. I don't wear my patriotism on my sleeve. It's something very close to my heart, and I don't need to shout out really just dumb things to prove to you that I love America. Now, so what about, stop. How about how about a kind of a similar thing? If you're at like a concert, will you yell like the name of the artist or something if you really love them? Like yell the name of the artist? Yeah. No. Oh, really? Like if you're at Green Day, one of your favorites, <laughs> you don't just yell Green Day. No, no, I think well, you, I'm sure that you're saying this in response to your your husband, Bruce Springsteen, where yes. everyone screams, Bruce, yes, that's true. Bruce. Mm-hmm. They, that's cultish and weird. It is, but <laughs> yeah, no, it is, though. It is cultish and, 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 no, and not, not so many it's words. It's a concert experience. I, I imagine a bunch like of dudes with like, with like black hoods over their heads, like holding candles going, Bruce. <laughs> I actually have a Springsteen candle. Maybe I'll bring it tomorrow and, and, and do that <laughs> with a hood. <laughs> How about uh, the, these these next three kind of come in like a package. Uh, next four. Not for nothing. I'm not racist, but, or similarly, no offense, but, or really no anything, but. You mean yeah, anytime, anytime you put but on the end of something, you're about, you might as well say, I'm not a racist, but I am. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm know? not, n- no offense, but I'm going to be offensive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my dad loves using not for nothing. He basically can get, a- he thinks he can get away with saying anything if he starts it with not for nothing. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I've never well, heard of that before. Like where you I start have. a sentence for not for nothing. Oh, yeah. It's a hedging mechanism. Mm-hmm. Kind like, of how you ex- save me an some example. Face. Oh, well, not for nothing, but insert racist comment here. <laughs> oh, I've never not, heard of that. That's not a not for nothing, though. That's just no. That's what my dad does. That. That's what my dad does before well, maybe he your criticizes, dad's criticizes something or me. Not for nothing, but you could do this. <laughs> like what? That's not what that phrase is supposed to indicate, though. Like it's, it's supposed to indicate, like, oh, well, you know. This is all true, but consider this too. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what it's meant to be. It's not meant to be like, oh, well, you know, that's all true, but consider this racial slur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I guess he yeah. doesn't know what he's talking about. Well, I mean, also, the people use that when they're trying to save face a little bit in conversation. So, like, they might say, not for nothing, but... uh Trump definitely is doing a lot better in the polls, you know, and that's their way of saying he's doing better right now, but he might not be doing better tomorrow. So I'm not married to my comment. So don't like tomorrow when I'm wrong, don't throw it in my face, yeah. you know? Yeah. Huh. Sorry, I can't help it. I can't help it. Anytime the language stuff comes up, I just have to. Any, I'll stop. The yeah. use of the word but is interesting, too. I actually learned in a class and I just ha- I have my notes with me right now because I was rereading them recently. Um, using the word but kind of sucks when you're having a serious conversation with somebody because you're disqualifying everything you're saying yep. in the first part of your sentence and 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 it just or in the second well whatever but um <laughs> but I, I see what you're saying it's um it's so i've become more aware of trying to not use but and it's really difficult because you got to connect the two sentences somehow <laughs> Yeah, you Oftentimes, need that conjunction. Even, yeah. yeah, they even just use the word but just like like or um sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't even go with the sentence. You'll just say but yeah. Yeah. Uh the next one actually was added by me. Um and that's uh and it is that's so funny. And this really annoys me recently, especially. And a lot of it has to do, I think, because I'm from California, I hear it a lot from Valley Girls, too. But when someone uses it as like a preposition or something, like when you're telling somebody a story and they're... Or like, sorry, well, as a throwaway, as a throwaway phrase where there's when you're telling them a story, you're saying something, they're like half paying attention and they just say under their breath, they're like, oh, that's so funny. Like, no, it's not. It's not funny. I did not there say was, anything that was funny. There was actually a whole episode of, oh my God, what is that movie? Or not movie, that TV show with JD and Turk. The um, Oh, uh, Scrubs? Scrubs, thank you. There was a whole episode in Scrubs that, where one of the characters like dumps his girlfriend because she can't stop saying that's so funny. <laughs> it is. It's a problem. And I don't even think people realize they're saying it because it's actually insulting because they're not really even paying attention. Right. It kind of reminds me of when people say that's hilarious. Yeah. About Uh, the most innocuous things. I think Louis C.K. actually does a whole sketch on that where he's like, really? Is that really hilarious that I like bought a new pair of shoes? Mm -hmm. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, that's so funny. Okay, about about being about na 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 na. Like, I just I I can't really take anything you say seriously if you say (sighs) that. I just can't even. I just can't even. <laughs> yeah, so uh, a, f- a few from our listeners now. I, I can't even. That's That kind of reminds me of I can't breathe. Just like, well, you, ca- you can even. You, you're evening right now. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> what does it look like to even? It's it's to exist. I don't know. Do you know what the worst part about all these phrases is? Is that I find myself often, I start to use them very ironically to make fun of the people who use them and then by the end of the day or the end of the month or whatever i'm using them in actuality yeah so i started out saying i can't even as a joke or like you know even just i can't like no i can't i'm sorry i was just i started out saying that just like make fun of the whole thing and now i actually say it yeah yeah, yeah you gotta be careful with that 
Same thing here. I I do I I do I can't I can't do I can't even I can't even with I can't even but I I can with I can't. <laughs> All right, a few <laughs> listener ones here from Albert. So many feels. Oh, I use this one sometimes. Not really? exactly like that, but I'll say like I'll be like, oh, the feels or something what? like that. But Ew. but like Get but here. a lot like Elisa, a, a lot like Elisa, I started doing it ironically and then it sort of became part yeah of my speech Seeing and i i don't here. like it we we all we all don't we all think we're not going to use them and then we do it's so funny <laughs> meredith says this one's kind of serious everything happens for a reason oh i hate that oh, one oh. that's the fuck you phrase is this uh. this sounds like an existential crisis though if 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 are you are people who don't like it saying they don't believe that everything happens for a reason? Because I kind of subscribe to that theory that everything happens for a reason. No, but like people say this when something bad happens to you. Mm-hmm. Like and it's, your and it's, dog you know, gets hit by a car. The last thing that you want to hear is that there was a reason for that <laughs> to happen. Right. Yeah. There's n- there's no time or place where saying this phrase actually will help any situation. Maybe we should change <laughs> I it. agree. To most things happen for a reason. Most things happen for a reason. Thanks, mom. I, think, I don't think get the most fuck things out of my happen room. for a reason at all. Life I think is most, fucking random. Most things are a fucking coincidence. Everything is a lottery. No, but one example would be like you get fired from a job. Well, now this opens up the opportunity for you to move on to a different career. But that doesn't mean it happened because of that reason. It yeah. probably happened because you were shit at your job. <laughs> There's, it didn't, it's like, everything happens for a reason, yes, and the reason is because you're an imbecile. That's, you deserve to not, get fired. Or or God got you fired so you can find your true calling. I mean, right, I think that's that my stuff. big problem Then why did God give you that job in the first place? That's my big problem with it, is next. this phrase totally has its roots in the whole idea of, like, God has a plan. Of, like, predestination, and I just don't subscribe to that at all. And even okay. if you did, even if you did, I still think it's a sort of insensitive thing to say, like on the heels of experiencing actual trauma. Like if there's a death in the family or even like you're being fired from your job, like you're going home to like a box of crackers and ramen and you're sobbing into your shirt because everything's awful and your life is stagnant. I and told you that story in confidence. <laughs> some fucking asshole walks up and puts their hand on your shoulder and says, it's okay. This is all for a reason. <laughs> like, maybe that is true, but you're still an asshole. Another one kind of with religious undertones. Well, definitely. Uh, yeah, kind of, yeah. Maggie says, I'll keep you in my prayers or I'll pray for you or God has a reason for doing what he does. And then Maggie adds, like, I know they're said with good intentions, but it just irks me. You can send good thoughts and wishes without getting religion involved. It's simple. I'll keep you in my thoughts will suffice you know if somebody says to me like i'll keep you in my prayers that doesn't really bother me that much because in terms of the intention to me it's very similar to me saying i'll keep you in my thoughts except for them it's religiously motivated but it's not affecting me but if somebody says god has a reason for doing what he does that pisses me off Mm -hmm. because like if you know me well enough to be talking to me about really serious life shit you wouldn't say that to me right i just like sometimes when people say that it you can go really really tragic and you can go really morbid with it like god has a reason so he wants me to die like i don't want to die in this direction that he's sending me i don't i don't want to go there here's one what if you don't want the plan that god gives you 
All right. Ask your ask your therapist next week. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is from Samantha. You should smile more. Oh. I feel like women get this told a lot more than men do. Oh my do. god. I literally just got pissed hearing you say that. Oh. It's such oh, yeah, fuck all it's oh. Andrew. <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry. No, it's the cuz this is the kind of thing that like creepy dudes will say to you in the street. Mm-hmm. Like if you're walking by and you've got your bitch face on because you don't want anybody to fucking bother you. Yeah. I had one time in New York, I was crossing the street and I had my, you know, I had my bitch face on and this cab driver pulls behind me, leans out the window and goes, smile, please. Oh. And I was like, oh, fuck. No, you just did not. Maybe and I was taking walked, a picture. No, I walked up to the window of his car because his window was down and I gave him the double bird. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> Welcome he, to the <laughs> Exactly. It's been waiting for you. I was like, listen, there be some crazy bitches here. All right. And I am about to be one of them leave that's, that's grounds for murder legally this one mm-hmm. from tawny hits close to home she says in public school when you ask the teacher can i go to the bathroom and they would Ugh. respond i don't know can you i am still traumatized from hearing this from my <laughs> teachers i still think about it when i like think these phrases in my head or or i say something similar like can i go because they're trying to teach you to say may i go to the bathroom but they would also kind of like to tell you oh you're fucking stupid yeah i think what really bothers me about this is that this is such a prescriptivist way of approaching grammar and i'm sorry unless you are a prescriptive grammarian in all other aspects of your life i do not want to hear you shitting all over little children for saying this because you understand what the fuck they're saying to you you. so stop i'm gonna pass that message on Mm -hmm. i'm gonna send in a little usb drive to my like you can say like yes you can but it's actually may I. Mother, may I? Mm. Uh, a couple more here. Mallory says, when you're out in the real world, aren't we uh, in the real yeah. world already? Yeah. Uh, I feel oh like this God. is something like old curmudgeons say to younger people to make the themselves world. Mm. No, feel this- superior. This reminds me of, oh my God, I should have wrote this down too. Uh, my mom does this all the time. Whenever I tell her something that's going on, that's like a big, like a struggle or something that's annoying, like taxes or like, I just, I, my, my, my car just got towed. I had to pay like $600. And then she just responds, welcome to adulthood. Oh, I hate mm. that. I'm or like, welcome to being, in, being an adult. Like, what the fuck? Welcome to being a childless mother because I will you... no longer speak to you. At that point, she might as well say to you, everything happens for a reason. <laughs> right. Like, that's just as effective at pissing you off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you can say, Mom, I can't. I can't even. <laughs> I, I can't, can't even. even. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So many feels. Dominique says, you're not like other girls. And then oh, in response yeah. to that, she says, I don't need you to help me feel special by putting everyone else down. If you say you're not like other girls, you are exactly like other guys. So. <laughs> oh, that is so true. Just don't. And finally, this is from Cameron. I'm Andrew. I'm Elisa. I'm Laura. And I'm Matt. Oh, God, <laughs> I hate that phrase, too. They have a good point. Maybe we should yeah. change it up. You think we should stop introing ourselves? No, maybe we should intro ourselves as other people. <laughs> That's a really good idea. And then we can do the show as that character. So, like, I could introduce myself as John Adams one week, and Elisa could be T-Jeff. 
Oh, listen, there would be no show. This whole thing would turn real porny real fast. Porny? Yeah. yeah. Huh. That is a... Oh, yeah. Like All John right. Adams and T-Jeff would have sex live on the air? Yeah, they would. They would if they were me and Laura. <laughs> I'll be Sally. It's funny. We actually... <laughs> We actually should do this sometime where we where we assume where we assume the personalities of either a character or an actual other person and we do the show as that person. What if the four of us assumed the personalities of one of the presidential candidates and we had to do the show and cover the news from our from well, our We angle? talked about this lightly on on the last episode where we would all be different Donald Trumps. Yeah, but I'm saying like you can be Donald Trump. I'll be Bernie Sanders. We'll make Laura do Marco Rubio since she wants to tap him so much. <laughs> Listen, um, the guy's good looking. I can't help it that I find him morally reprehensible in every other way. No, he's <laughs> you are the perfect wife. He's gonna look really sexy once he loses Florida on Tuesday. Yeah, oh. <laughs> if you if you like the look of failure, then I guess he is kind of hot. He's he's gonna need a drink of water after that. That's for sure. <laughs> after drink he goes down on you, what? <laughs> Very subtle. Thank you. <laughs> okay, thank you. thank you to everybody who contributed to that. It's time now for no context, and this week's theme is four random songs. So I've got. <laughs> The United States Top 50 queued up here on Spotify, and I've got random mode on, and I'm just going to hit play, and whatever four songs come up, those are the ones we're going to connect with today's topic so far. I like this, because it means you get to play. Yeah. It's it's scary. We don't know what's coming. I'm I mean, a, a bad song is coming, because that's all that's in this list, but um, that's all we know. We might get Justin Bieber, okay? <laughs> I really hope Work by Rihanna doesn't play. I see that's at number one. I don't think we can talk about that song uh, anymore. You guys, just so you know. Just okay. so you know. Here we go. Dirty secrets that I keep Does he know it's killing me? He knows, he knows that does he know Another's hands have touched my skin I won't tell him where I've been He knows, he knows, he knows me apart so, so this is I Know What You Did Last Summer by Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello what Sounds horrible Oh, I like this song you did, Oh, uh oh <laughs> So the uh, lyrics are pretty good for this show. He knows dirty secrets that I keep because he knows it's killing me. He knows. He knows. Uh, Shit. I, mean, I think this the, reminds... Oh, go ahead, Lara. No, you go. You go. Okay. I think... <laughs> Marco Rubio recently told Ohio voters... <laughs> He told Ohio voters that they should vote for Kasich uh, to stop Donald Trump. I feel like this is Kasich's song to Marco. He knows. <laughs> okay. Actually, that's very close to what I was going to say. It's like we have ESPN or something. <laughs> Here's the next song. This Here we go. This is No Role Models with a Z by J. Cole. What a bad time for music. 
the problem is. First things first, rest in peace, sucker fair. For real, you the only father that I ever knew. I get my bitch pregnant, I'ma be a better you. Prophecies that I made way back in the veil. For fear, listen even back when we was broke, my team ill. Martin Luther King would have been on Dreamville. Talk to her, nigga. One time for my LA sisters. One time for my LA hoes. Lame niggas can't tell the difference. Well, I, I apologize. It's a graphic song. <laughs> but, um, this is this is This is the perfect connection to the, the West Washington University story. My God, why <laughs> do we even want to know what your reason is next? I just feel like they would appreciate the song. Well, uh, okay. I uh, I see a lyric here. L.A. Sisters, one time for my L.A. Ho. I'm thinking this is about me and Matt. One time. Oh. <laughs> I guess uh, so. Sh- shit just got real. <laughs> I just mean that we're like hoes. That's uh, that's probably I misinterpreted. I think you're calling Matt your hoe. That's what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> do we need to talk about this? Well, after, <laughs> let's just do this after dark stuff. <laughs> I don't right. know where the one time got came from. There were many times. <laughs> Here's the next song. This is Summer 16 by Drake. Looking, looking. Oh, Jesus. Looking, looking. Looking for revenge All summer 16 All summer 16 Playing dirty, not clean Out front for a season Looking like a damn football team All in the same thing All rapping one thing Looking for revenge To do what you couldn't do Tell Obama that my verses Are just like the whips at the end They bulletproof Minus 20, we in Pitfield At Kay's Kitchen in a Canada Goose Famous as fuck, but I'm still in the cut When they round up the truce I'm just a sicko Okay, so that's Drake. I haven't heard this song before. Um, the only thing I can think of is that I think a song like this would make all of the GOP candidates incredibly uncomfortable. <laughs> so I think it'd be really fun to play as they walk onto stage at the next debate. It's always amusing to me that the Republican events, like their their speaking engagements, always have country music. It's never like pop. <laughs> well, no, country artists are the only ones who will be there. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. meanwhile, Hillary's got like Katy Perry and uh, all these others, <laughs> Demi Lovato. It's kind of funny. Was that three songs or four? That was three. All right, one more. Oh, oh man, another oh, rap man. song. I, the kids these days, they love their music. <laughs> this is Jimmy Choo by Fetty Wap. Oh, I like Fetty. I say, what's up, Hello? <laughs> Uh. Uh, my beamer shit on Jimmy Choo's Damn My bitch I buy her Jimmy Choo's Damn My neck a bunch of frozen jewels Damn I can show you what them Benjis do Damn Benjamins bring the finer things Damn That's what you want then go and get it baby Damn I hit a lick ain't have to split it baby when we land on mars this is going to be (laughs) humanity's theme song as we take over another planet this is scott kelly's jam (laughs) (sighs) i don't listen to much rap i I don't either i I am i'm shocked (laughs) is that our official contribution is that our answer elisa (laughs) scott kelly's anthem I, I really can see, like, I would love to see a, a space odyssey in which 
it's all serious and scott kelly lands on mars and this song cues up in the background and he just starts like pop lock and dropping it okay well that's how we do uh, um no contacts so <laughs> we need to do that on random shuffle more often because yeah. Maybe with less rap. I can't interpret rap that well. Oh, no. I say we do uh, like a shuffle on each category, like each music category. That'd okay. be fun. Yeah, we should sure. do a shuffle on country next week. Yeah. Oh, God. Please, oh, no. That'd be so fun. Let's no. do it. No. Or how about the Christian genre? Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> we'll throw a Latin mix in there. For yeah. Jesus. Okay, it's time now for Surprise Bitch. Surprise, 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 bitch. Now, last week we had a voicemail, and we we just kind of have to do that because otherwise we sit here for like three hours trying to get somebody to pick up the phone. So our new game will just be, you know, if, if somebody doesn't answer, we'll just leave them a voicemail, and that'll be that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Matt, why don't you pick a number between 1 and 430? Okay, uh, 360. Oh, like the like the move while you snowboard. Mm-hmm. You seen that Instagram photo? Yeah, I'd be tearing up that powder. <laughs> this is Greg down in Australia. Ooh. Oh, Greg. Cool. Yo, Greg. It's Millennial. What's up? Surprise, bitch. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Laura, I was just watching your blog. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, literally 10 minutes ago. Wow. So Ears this were burning. really creepy for you. <laughs> um, we okay. know, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> we were watching uh, you watch her. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Greg, Greg, where in Australia are you? I'm in, um, I'm in Melbourne. Oh, cool. Oh, great. Yeah. You're a big Green Day fan, aren't you? Yeah, how'd you know? I just Facebook stalked you. Greg was yeah. on stage <laughs> with Billy, Laura. Did you get to play um, Knowledge? No, I sang Longview. Okay, that's awesome, though. You have a yeah, good, Laura, you have good taste know, in music. Laura, I know you hated the last three albums. I heard you on Mugglecast. Yeah, like, they were pretty terrible. A year ago. I was like, Laura, come on. <laughs> they were, they were, admittedly, they were not up to up to snuff. I, I would like say American um, Idiot. No, no, yeah. not that. They released three albums at once a couple years ago. Oh, and Wait. they they were not my favorite. <laughs> yeah, that's fair to say. That is definitely fair. Cool. So, uh, what what do you do down there in Melbourne for Melbourne for fun? What do I do? Good question. Um, I am still at university, I guess. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. <laughs> Why the answer? Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm probably going to end up uh, dropping out at some point and um, moving to you. Israel. Yeah, oh, and wow. moving to Israel. Oh, wow. And, yeah. Um, well, why shit. that? And like, yeah, just um, me and a few of, friend, of my friends are going to go there and work in education over there. Um, so, yeah, I'll probably, I'll probably get a degree at some point, but this one is not working out at the moment. So yeah, good for you. That's going to be an incredible experience. Yeah, 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 or a really bad one. <laughs> Shut up, Matthew. It won't, no, it won't be bad. It won't be bad. I was hope not. I mean, that, that's pretty cool. That like you're just like you know, hey, this degree isn't working out. I'm going to do something that I I assume would probably be very rewarding for you. 
Yeah, like I'm doing teaching now, so it's it's kind of um still on the same track, but this just it's just not um what I want to be doing right now. Yeah. So um yeah, so um what was I gonna say? Yeah, like you get when you move to Israel when you um you get a free degree. So I'll get a chance to study at some point. I won't have to worry about that. Oh, that's pretty cool. Wow, that's mm-hmm. awesome. I wanna mm-hmm. ask you, Greg, what is We've had a few callers from Australia, actually. What's a stereotype about Australia that you actually think is true? Mm. Well, do you want to, like, what's an example of a stereotype that you have? And I'll confirm if it's true or not. Um, bears coming out of the fucking trees. <laughs> yeah, landing on yeah you. I heard that. I heard that, um, like, the, the girl from Sydney you called a couple of weeks ago. There are no bears i'm looking outside right now um no drop bears at this stage uh and no kangaroos either or at least no there are lots of kangaroos but not in the roads like not in the city not in around. your house you don't not like born, you're not like born with like a kangaroo <laughs> like <laughs> no. you don't get like a free kangaroo or and or wombat upon birth <laughs> 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 let me tell you something I have had multiple Aussie friends over the years, none of whom actually knew each other. And they all told me about drop bears and convinced me that they were a real thing. I didn't find (laughs) out until just a couple weeks ago that it was all a lie. And I am so impressed by the (laughs) national effort to terrify tourists. Wait, are you telling me it's a lie? Yes, it's a lie. (laughs) Wait, wait, so the the, the listener we talked to a couple of weeks ago lied to us? Yes. (laughs) On purpose, she lied. You just kind of kept going along with it. She was just (laughs) so obvious she was joking. You're like, oh, really? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) I... Listen, you can't blame us. You have jellyfish the size of my pinky nail that will everything murder, in your country is trying to kill you. A hundred people, you, you jump into a lake and it's genocide over there. So <laughs> I, I can't be held accountable. I totally believe wow. this bear story. We're gonna call this girl mm-hmm. back. All right, Greg, we we have a song for you. We want to play a little uh-huh. game with you. So we'll play the song, and then you have to connect it to to a news item, any news item you've heard in the you know past week or whatever. Okay. Oh God. So, yeah. Okay. You'll be familiar with this one. Here you go. <laughs> So can you <laughs> connect Longview by Green Day to a news item? <laughs> well, I mean, you just have to kind of listen to the lyrics to know what that song's about. I'm just kind of imagining Donald Trump just sitting around in his his mom's house, masturbating, <laughs> and just being like, what should I do today? Oh, yeah, I'll run for president. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Oh, that's yeah. a perfect answer. I'm so glad you thought of it, too. I, what I, are you what do you guys think about Donald Trump over there? Does he get actual? Does he get press? Yeah, everyone. No, everyone just kind of thinks he's he's lost it. He's nuts. All that. Like no one's really. It's yeah. Like it's scary sort of thing. People are genuinely concerned about it. Well, yeah, they, um, they should be. Let yeah, them know that you, you guys have actually. You guys have really. I've been so into this election. I've been following Bernie Sanders really closely, mainly because of you guys. So thanks a lot for that. Mainly because of Laura. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, thank, thank, thank you for listening to Americans ever at all after yeah. Donald Trump destroys our image everywhere. Incredibility. Yeah. All right, great. Yeah, no, it, yeah. Uh, it was Sorry. good talking to you, no problem. And uh yeah. best of luck. Hope you get to another Green Day concert and you get on stage again and and good thank luck in you. Israel. Yeah. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, that's thank you. Don't worry, I'll keep listening. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Good. All right. Yeah. Thanks for your support. Uh, Talk to you later. Bye bye. 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 All right. That was Greg. He was cool. Yeah. I feel like every time we actually get people on the phone, they're cool. It's just getting them to pick up. I love talking. I love surprise bitch. It's probably my favorite segment Mm -hmm. because we get to talk. I'd be down for Are you making fun of me? full no. episode of that yes. if, if we could somehow make sure everybody was going to pick up the phone we, we should just start should. establishing correspondence around the world we should start like collecting our surprise bitch people and deciding if we want to call them back right so like, <laughs> about Greg shit that's happening australian yeah. correspondent yeah mm-hmm. when like when there's new green day news we can call him okay yeah. <laughs> well <laughs> i think that's all for this week's episode uh coming up on after dark like like laura teased earlier we're going to be talking about millennials and the college sensitivity argument don't forget to visit millennialshow.com to get all the information you need about this program that we do each and every week and i think that's all yeah don't forget about t-shirts yeah march 23rd millennialshow.com should we do our regular sign off or uh, now i'm afraid to do it in light of our discussion earlier let's Let's just Sign off as people we want to sign off as. Okay. Yeah. We'll surprise okay. ourselves. Okay. All right. Let me bring up the music first. All right. Thanks for everything. I kind of did Hold on. Let me try that again. <laughs> Rewind. Okay. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. It's been a great episode. I'm Bruce Springsteen. I'm Frank Underwood. I'm Billy Joe Armstrong. And I'm Lupita Nyongo. We'll see everybody next week for season two, episode 11. Goodbye. I don't even know what I'm doing. (laughs) Is that your Bruce impression? No, I was trying to do like a a jolly radio host. Thanks everybody for listening.